listening to the Holt Center podcast, and with me today is Chris Perica. Chris will be performing at the Holt Center on Friday, April 22nd at 8 o'clock for our 10x10 series, where all tickets are just $10. And uh, so welcome, Chris. Thanks for coming. Thanks. Yeah. And um, just this series, you know, is bringing artists that are fantastic to people that might not have heard you before. So if you could tell us a little bit who you are, that would be great. Sure. Yeah, I'm really excited. What a great idea for um, like a more affordable concert series. And um, that that sounds great. I hope that people check it out. Um, yeah, my name is Chris Purica. Um, I'm a Portland-based singer-songwriter. Um, I've been living in Portland for about nine years, but I originally from the East Coast. So kind of got my start out there in the folk scene and then kind of moved out here yeah, that's that's what I got. Cool. I'm also from the East Coast. Cool. Um, yeah, I grew up in Connecticut. Me too. Hey, I just got right. too excited. There's nothing <laughs> exciting about Connecticut. <laughs> nah, not really. But you know, I love the shared the shared not excitement about a place. Yeah. When did you start writing songs and playing guitar? Um, it's not. I uh, I got my first guitar when I was eight, and I it was it's actually this guitar that I was holding. It's a little classical, oh, awesome. um, kind of like kid sized guitar, but I still really love it. And um, and I kind of wanted to be more of a rocker, and I was like, this classical thing isn't isn't my jam, and so I didn't. I kind of quit for a long time, and then I asked for uh, and it like a steel string for my 16th birthday. And so that's when I started playing for real. And um, I started writing songs right away, like in high school and started playing open mics in college and everything. So great. Yeah. It's been a while. Um, yeah, you know, like it's good. been like five years, you know, since I graduated from college and oh, absolutely. Yeah. Same, same here. <laughs> I guess no one can see what we look like or anything, but um, I'm older. I'm a little older than that, but uh, you know, <laughs> Right yeah, on. That's yeah. experience. That's it's experience. That's all that is. Yeah. Been yeah. Doing it. Um, do you remember the first song that you played on guitar? Well, I have a good story. Yeah, I do actually. So, yeah. um, sorry, I was thinking about back to like when I was in, you know, third grade with, I'm going to leave that behind, but the first song that I learned sure. to play, um, when I was 16. So I have another, another Connecticut native, um, a very close friend of mine. Uh, her name is Meryl Garbus and she is, the band Tune Yards, and uh, we went to high school together. So some of your listeners might know her from her her own music. Um, she's based in Oakland, actually. But okay, and I just left Oakland. Yeah. So <laughs> uh, so so she came over. I got my new guitar, and I was like, "Hey, we were both really into the Beatles." And I was like, "There's this song. It's only two chords. I only know two chords, so this is the perfect song." And it was "Yellow Submarine." which is perfect admittedly not a great song and but we like we rocked it and because you know you're like i only know two chords so start with this like really easier one so <laughs> that 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 eerily uh mirrors my experience too i my first song was rocky raccoon okay great is it probably. also two three chords <laughs> yeah it's probably maybe three or four and i i I had a Beatles book that just kind of made everything easy. Yeah. And it just showed you where to put your fingers. Yeah. And that's 
Yeah. I'm actually working on a Beatles song right now because um, my friend John Craigie, who's another singer-songwriter from Portland, he does every yeah. year, he does this Beatles like acoustic night where he plays a whole Beatles album. Um, awesome. And then he has people open that play songs from other Beatles albums. And he's done the whole their whole catalog. I think he's doing Let It Be this time. And so it's, oh, it, and he's very charming and funny and tells all these fun Beatles stories. And it's a really great show. So. I, I actually just saw John. Uh, he was at the Holt in December. Oh, excellent. So, yeah, hopefully. Yeah, he, and he, he was a stand up comedian slash folk artist. Exactly. He's got it all. So, yeah, it so the, yeah. And he's really good at modifying the Beatles tunes to like work with his style and just with the acoustic guitar and stuff. It's It's a really good show. Awesome. Um, so your most recent release, the longest year, it, it like pulls you in, in the first like 30 seconds, the title track is beautiful. Thanks. Your, your voice is like, it's kind of mind bending. It's simultaneously delicate and powerful. Um, and in general, it's, it's very hopeful. I think this is an album that everyone could use a little, you know, a little bit of that right now. Um, can you tell me about these songs and this production? Yeah. And ending and ending with what a wonderful world, you know, it's just like <laughs> you definitely had an idea and I, and I feel like you got it. Yeah. Thanks so much. I really, that's like really lovely feedback. And um, just because of all the, um, you know, being inside things, I haven't really gotten to tour it yet much and stuff. So it's really nice to talk about it. And um I think, yeah, so um, I started uh, I started recording an EP that I thought was going to be a different project. Every, uh, every so often in between my full-length albums, I release these kind of like amalgam hodgepodge like EPs that are l- like loose ends. They're like okay. uh, covers and live tracks and, and songs that I don't think have a home on a, on a full length. And so I started working sure. on that and I started recording some of these songs that I had been writing. And I realized that like, I realized partway through the project that it was, it was kind of a different thing and that the songs were actually taking a different direction and, um, and they were actually more, way more cohesive than I had thought. And as I started to like kind of piece it together, um, I realized that it was it was intended to be more of a pandemic EP, um, a different thing. And all the songs do have kind of a hopeful air to them, which I think, like for me, uh, for me, like for the last you know year or two, like I think that's what I've been leaning into more. Um, I think it's it's been harder to listen to really sad stuff when things feel like kind of bleak. in like a global way <laughs> no, no, I think like it's like a little different if you're just like personally feeling bleak and then you can kind of like you know listen to your like Ryan Adams and you know get really or whatever Patty Griffin and get really sad or something but I feel yeah. like um <laughs> I I think that I, I like really wanted to project something more hopeful and yeah so the album yeah. took a different uh shape and I re- kind of re restructured it rebranded it and then called it the longest year and and there is more of a theme to it for sure yeah was there a particular song that when you were done recording it you were like oh yeah like that's that's the one Uh, my favorite track on the album is is the second track which is called sky spinning 
It was the single, and I feel like it's um, it's. Uh, I don't even know why it's my favorite. I mean, I think it's it's a little more conversational, and it's it's got. Um, I like I really like how the production turned out on it. I think it could have been a little bit different or a little more boring, but I I really am happy with how it came together. I um I played lap steel on it, so I, I wrote those parts, and I. And then I had an upright bass guy come in and do some bowed bass, which ended up kind of creating more of like almost cello vibes on it. And I was just really happy with how it came out. And you just never really know going into a thing. Um, of course. So that's probably my favorite. But I mean, close second would probably be the title track, which I I feel like also um, it turned out like kind of better than expected. I actually had to re-record that song because it started out um, – I tried it in like a – a really different way, like an electric vibe and Mm -hmm. like a more upbeat thing. And, um, I wasn't happy with how it was sounding. And so I kind of, I totally scrapped it and started from scratch and, and built it back up. And I'm really happy with that. I'm glad it kind of proves like how it's worth it sometimes to kind of just start over, you know, if something's not working. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And you know, that was, that leads into my next question. Um, it's not just acoustic, this record. And it's like, I, I noticed a lot of like, it could be a casino guitar or like a semi hollow uh, telly or something like that. Like you got non-traditional, like when I think of folk music, non-traditional instruments like being played here too, which is cool. Well, um, so I play most of the lead parts on the album. Um, I, like I played a lot of lap steel and telly. Um, mm-hmm. There's one, there's one other part that someone else played but in general i play all the uh, electric guitars um so that obviously doesn't work live because yeah. um but <laughs> <laughs> but i i have a uh, an amazing um uh electric guitar player that i tour with regularly and most of the time uh but they live in la so they're not gonna be at this like this next show unfortunately but they do play a lot of shows with me and i do try to bring those elements in as much as is possible and affordable for a live show because um, I do think it adds a lot. And um, so, but I mean, uh, it's nice too to do them stripped down. Like it's a little bit of a different thing. And I think I kind of lean into the acoustic guitar a little bit differently when there's not the other parts. And mm-hmm. um, I mean, I will be playing electric guitar at the show, just rhythm guitar, just, um, you know, be playing both acoustic and electric on different songs. Yeah. Awesome. You know, we talked about John Craigie and, you know, this week we have Rodney Crowell at the Holt Center and then we have uh, Mary Chapin Carpenter coming in June. So what is it about folk music that it, it endures? It stands the test of time. It's it's still going and it's still popular and new artists are recording it and old artists are still recording it. So give me some yeah. insight into that. Wow, I wish I had all the insight for you. I think... <laughs> I mean, I do think that it's like it comes in and out of favor for sure. I think it, it you know, it's had its moments of being um, of its like heyday and like popularity. I, I wouldn't really call right now one of those times, for, really. But I do think that there's right there's room right now for just so many so many genres to thrive. Like there's not really like one thing emerging as like the big thing. So I think um, there's a lot of parallel. Um, 
genres that are happening. And I have, I've always just been drawn to um, acoustic music. I, I'm, I think I, I really like, I'm drawn to the focus on lyrics that comes from that and uh, singer songwriters that are kind of more poetic and bring that like uh, poignancy to like their lyricism. Um, and so I think, I think that's a lot harder if you're like, if you're trying to do that kind of uh, those kind of lyrics over a louder sound, you know? Sure. Yeah. Less, less uh, sonic noise to get in the way. Yeah. Kind of. People do yeah. it though. I mean, there are, you know, geniuses yeah, that absolutely. are, you know, absolutely. fronting bands like in that way. So, but I, I think, yeah, I grew up, you know, I was really drawn to like Simon and Garfunkel and Cat Stevens and stuff. And um, that was kind of just like, I was like, this is it. This is the spot. So yeah, I'm just, I'm really excited to, to play at your space. And um, it's been a minute since I've played in Eugene. Uh, it's been a minute yeah. since I played lots of places, so I'm excited to be out there. And yeah, I hope that people check it out. Yeah, we're excited to have you. Thanks. Um, so Chris will be at the Holt Center on Friday, April 22nd at 8 o'clock for the 10 for 10 series. Tickets are just $10, and uh, we can't wait to see you. There is a stain around us. There is a question hanging loud as there. Where we've been, but it's quiet.